from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. All right, if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. No hyperbole coming up in 15 minutes. Can't wait. A good mix. We got some soccer, it sounds like, some good stuff, some basketball. And let's welcome in every Thursday at this time the VP and host of VEASAN, but VP of Circa. The go- Don't sleep on the Golden Gate. Love it over there. And uh, love the suites. And the most <laughs> underrated part, you can bring the family, bring the bachelor party, get the penthouse at the Golden Gate. They got a grill out there. And you also have the D as well. How are you, sir? Well, good morning, Paul. Oh, yes. Good morning, Maddie. Good morning, St. Petersburg, Florida. Our oh. loyal Nesson family. I got some... Some grief. Hey, we get nesting in Florida. You're always in in New England. How about us down here in Florida? Hobart, Indiana. A couple guys I ran into. That's Peekaboo Marquee. We see you. A couple guys and their girls I ran into at the D this weekend. They said, you called out Whiting. What about Hobart? Hobart Brickies. There you go. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Surrey, British Columbia. Oh, Canada, good morning. Our friends on Rogers Sports. Bethel Park, Pennsylvania. We see you, AT&T. And Dana Point, California, watching on Spectrum. Okay. Speaking of St. Petersburg, big guest on Odds On today. Sean King. Sean King will join the program to preview oh. the, the divisional rounds. You know, Amal and I had Coach Tommy Bowden on <laughs> about six weeks ago. And I said, Coach Bowden, you've got to be so proud that the best quarterback you ever coached is killing it at the network. And he said, well, thank you. Thank you. Very, <laughs> thank you very, very, very much uh, for that compliment. Um on Sean King, and it's always a very. I thought he said. Well, uh, Woody Dantzler. He said, "Yeah, what's Woody Dantzler doing? When did you hire what's Woody Dantzler yeah. doing on Vison?" But now, just a little, <laughs> a little ribbing for Sean. I would love to hear his take on on the Bucks Rams game. That should be a that should be a good match. You're a beaut. I'll tell you that the one liners and the zingers, and it was uh, incredible to see an action Friday as the MC of the uh, check presentation. I mean, no one's safe. Social assassin. Even Jeff Benson was sniped. Uh, introducing him who works at Circa as well. But uh, there were some great stories that came out of that tr- check presentation as well because the, the, I mean, thousands of media there, uh, Thule. Uh, but you had the the guy who, one of the winners of the Circa Survivor, five times he won, won over a million dollars, but five times his pick won on the last second field goal. Think about that. Mm-hmm. And then Mark Perlman, who won and was on the network here, we interviewed him, a very good job, told the story about, listen, I was in town, and twice I was having problems getting the picks in, and my proxy had to save the day. Think about that story. Where was Perlman's partner? The Syracuse Hawkins. I want to meet the guy from Iowa. He wasn't here. I hope when he comes out, I get a chance to meet him. No, there were great stories. How about those guys that tied for fifth in the Circa Millions that were from um, Baltimore? But they had to fly out back home uh, Saturday morning because their wives would only let them spend 24 hours in Vegas. (laughs) 
<laughs> I asked them on stage. Wow. I said, if you'd have won the million, could you have spent the weekend? They said, absolutely not. <laughs> wow. You're kidding. Yeah. They do a podcast uh, <laughs> back in Baltimore. But, but very few people with, uh, you know, sports wagering as their main income, right? You had you had a school teacher, the guy that finished second in the millions that, you know, he, he said, why did the tie break have to be most winning weeks? Why couldn't it have been most five and O's? Because he would have won it on that count. Mm. Um but uh, he's a, a school teacher in Clark County, science, sixth grade science teacher for the last 20 years, originally from uh, from Battle Creek, Michigan, the serial capital of the world. And then the, and then another one of the, the survivors is a, a is a school psychologist from Ohio. So, yeah, a lot of great stories. Good mix. Good mm-hmm. mix as well. Uh, how was the weekend overall? What a great fa- what a great weekend. Yeah, we wrote more on those three games on Sunday than we do on a normal Sunday with 11 games. I mean, it was it was really good action. I think I'm starting to look forward to this weekend, wild card weekend, is maybe a top three weekend of the year. Just because we, we get to give out the money, and then you get the six wild card well, games. Also, and, and Matt made several good points about people pissing on what happened. I mean, it's it, it, we have blowouts in the semifinals all the time in mm-hmm. college football. It just it was a, a bad break. Number one, it should have been the Vikings. would have been a more competitive game, but the Vikings did it to themselves. Saints also would have put up a fight, Colts. and then that and that should have been the Chargers. And where were the Chargers this week? Colts or Chargers? That's another one, right? Right. Let me ask you this, because I thought about this: the two seven seeds probably didn't belong, right? Is this a better format? Not giving the two seed a buy and having this extra playoff game does this really accomplishing anything other than giving you more NFL playoff football? Both games were, in, I thought, no contest. No, total flukes. I think this is good. Imagine if that was the Chargers and the Chiefs like it should have been. Right. This is going to be a top three betting weekend of the year every single year. It's a great job by the league with all these games. And we just, four of the six were blowouts. We just couldn't catch a break. That's a, the unfortunate thing. I wouldn't even be opposed if you went to eight teams in the playoffs. Expanded I, uh, yeah. the top two teams to buy again. Expanded playoffs are a positive no matter how you look at it. Betters, bookmakers, you want more meaningful games, right? Well, you do. You want more meaningful games. Here's the problem, though. You can't give NBC two games, and I'll get into this later, though. They they barely cover the one game on Sunday night, and then when you ask for a second crew, what an abomination that was. That was, yes. Uh, how, how did you do here? Because fa- uh, favorites and uh, home teams 5-1 and one straight up in ATS. Yeah, we did okay. That's okay. Not, not nothing to really write home about, right? Wow, you uh, took a bad beat. Uh, there was a, a better and a huge we were, bet. Yeah, well, we were. <laughs> Thanks, Tomlin. You can't run out the last two minutes. And you're covered all my no hyperbole. But yeah, the, we we had your friend, your friend. He 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 was firing right, and, and we had him down. He had a good call on the quarter, first quarter of 49ers, but then he really he he had the Chiefs first half seven and a half. I mean Pittsburgh's up seven. How do you lose that bet, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then he came back with the Chiefs second half, which actually. If Roethlisberger sticks it in, if they let Roethlisberger go out with a touchdown on his last play, he doesn't cover that. But he made a huge comeback and gave us a lot of action. And I think him and his crew had a lot of fun this weekend. Yeah. And so did the Chargers. They were hanging out here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what I did? Monday night, Maddie, I was watching that game. In about mid-second quarter, I had to go to my phone and see if Kyler Murray... Uh, had reservations at Stadium Swim this coming weekend for the divisional round. I mean, <laughs> they looked totally disinterested in that. You played the team three times and you had no plan on offense. You couldn't I know. protect him. How can that be? I, the I'm first surprised. Time they went to SoFi. They they yeah. scored on every possession in the first half. Yeah. Until that game was over by the second series. He was a deer in the headlights. They were halfway to I, Cancun. I had I had a teaser 
that finished with the Cardinals plus 11. Yeah. When it was 14 nothing, I laid the 12 and a half and said, if I middle myself, I middle myself. They're, they're not even right. going to put up an effort oh, here. Good observation. Because I was watching the game with Private Plane Wayne. Oh, uh, He's great. And, and he, <laughs> he's he had great. Arizona. Great everywhere but the market. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Jesus. Uh, so, so he's like, I can't. I know the Rams are going to win this game. I'm cooked because I took the points and I went Arizona money line, but I don't want to have the Polish middle here. But it's like, I, I was with you. I'm like, they're not coming back. They're not moving the ball. No. And that's why I, I, Kingsbury had to go. I'm a surprise he survived this. How bad? They Come on. They didn't have a first down till late in the second no. quarter. Beckham had more passing yards in the third quarter than Murray did. I originally thought that McVeigh challenging that first down pass. I said, is this really crucial? Oh, good call. But it was. Oh, it yes. was a great call. Gave him a touchdown six. with Murray. Murray had six seconds. You're in the end zone. You get six seconds. You couldn't get rid of the ball. And then you yeah. flip it underhand. Come on. Go back to center doing? field. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, how do you t- just, well, these guys refuse to take a sack. I still can't believe he threw that ball. <laughs> Four-yard pick six. What are you thinking? And he, and he, what do you think this uh, this coming weekend with the four games? Isn't the Rams game with the Buccaneers just a referendum on Stafford? I don't, they can't, nobody can run the ball against them. Yep. They're not going to run yep. Akers and Michelle for 120 yards. Stafford's going to have to make plays down the field. I think if you believe in Stafford, you take the three. If you don't, you lay the three. Or lay the two and a half. Or lay the two and a half is even better. (laughs) Right, right. I like the story that David Purdom had, and uh, he talked to Chris Bennett, who works here at Circa, uh, that they had an influential better at a six-figure bet on Bill's money line earlier in the week. And as a result of that, of course, they moved the money line, but they also moved the point spread down to one and a half, that they respect that guy. But it also Mm -hmm. speaks to what bookmakers think of the Bills with their power rating, because we mentioned uh, what John Murray said, that their consensus over there is they're the best team in the AFC. But that's interesting well, what they did here at Circle with that. Well, it has to be even at two. I mean, that's with the Kansas City getting arrowhead as the home field advantage, right? On a neutral, Buffalo's probably favored by a half or a point. We had Ian Eagle on uh, on Tuesday. He's called um, both those teams four times and three times. And he said, look, the Bills are the better team right now. That doesn't mean they're going to win the game, but the Bills are the better team. Then you want to go against this guy in a big game of home. It's tough. I, I mean, think that's is... a game you watch and have fun with on Sunday night. I can't yeah. take a position. Yeah, there, yeah. Right? The bad, the bad thing with the Chiefs is they play so much man, and they'll let Allen beat you with his legs because they turn and run with the receivers. And he and look, they went into Arrowhead and smacked them around on a Sunday night, they uh, did. October 10th. They did. And what does Spags do this time? I mean, they, yeah. the defense was so hot and playing so well, and they've won 10 of 11. I mean, uh, Billy the Kid thanks them. Uh, but this that performance against Cincinnati, like what were you doing? And defending Chase. So that's another thing where I, I could see Allen carving him up again. Well, even if you go back to last week, the Chiefs were pretty sloppy, I thought, in the first quarter and a half against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Well, they were. Uh, turnover, turnover. Yeah. I mean, the game 7 yeah. nothing Steelers five minutes into the right. second quarter. And we thought our uh, seven and a half was going to was going to could have come okay, through wow. for us. Yeah. Not so fast. No, yeah. And then well, how about Saturday night now? Garofalo banged up, but Packers getting everyone back at the right time. This is something. Well, here's how I feel about this game. If the 49ers are healthy, Cleveland went in there and almost won with Baker throwing four interceptions. Yeah. Would you rather have Baker or Garoppolo? I don't know. Maybe it's a toss, toss up. Would you rather have the Cleveland running game or the San Francisco running game? Probably a toss up, right? Would you rather have the Cleveland defense or the 49ers defense? I'd rather have the 49ers defense. I, t- I took the points here. You know, now if they don't play, they don't play that. That's it. I don't, you know, I can't see the game going to seven. So I took six and a half because I just don't think it can get to seven. Okay. I, I was surprised. I actually thought the number would be four, four and a half. 
San Francisco dominated that game in Dallas. Dominated it. If he hits IU. It's all, oh, yeah, they're up oh, 16. I mean, yeah, they, they win by three it's touchdowns. Over. Yep, yep. Never too early to prepare for the big game. We want to make sure VEASAN's part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs and on championship weekend. 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. Biggest game of the year. Make plans now to join us and the betting experts before, during, and after the action on vcin.com. No hyperbole straight ahead on Follow the Money next. Did you see this finish in Leicester City yesterday between Tottenham and Leicester? Five minutes oh. at a time. Leicester leads 2-1. to one. At 94-30, the ball is at midfield. Tottenham gains control. They have a long volley to Matt Doherty. The ball's batted around. Dutch substitute. Dutch substitute. Steven Burwine scores his first goal of the EPL season. Burying the ball, we have a picture of that. Burying the ball past Paulie and I's favorite goalie, Casper Schmeichel. How many games did he oh, cost us two years ago with the idiotic, oh, idiotic play? He ties the game up. The clock reads 94-54 when the goal goes in. So literally six seconds of game time, right? Yeah. Of course, they let him celebrate the goal. They get the ball back. Lester gets control of the tap, right, because Tottenham scored the ball. All they had to do is kick it back, and they would have blown the whistle. But no, they tried to go forward. They immediately turn the ball over. <laughs> Harry Kane gets control. And Burwine goes on the gallop of a lifetime. He hits him in stride. Why Schmeichel didn't come out earlier to challenge this pass, I don't know. But Burwine dribbles around Schmeichel and buries it on the impossible angle off the post. 18 seconds of game time. They scored two goals to win 3-2. to two. Historic. He'll never forget this game in his life. No. First goals in the EPL. He was substituted in the 79th minute. <laughs> Harry Kane says, I don't know how he ever tops this. Harry Kane incidentally <laughs> scored his 250th goal in the in club play, a uh, lifetime significant. Remember, he played for Leicester before he came to Tottenham. Number four, Tomlin Foolery. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, how we needed the side Steelers plus seven and a half. Kansas City has scored consecutive touchdowns drives now in the, late in the second quarter, and Pittsburgh gets the ball back inside of the two-minute warning with 155. First mistake, they try to return the kick out of the end zone, end up with the ball at the 14. They do the right thing on first down. They run the ball with Najee Harris for no game. And Andy Reid doesn't take time out. He lets the clock run. I like the play. Kansas City's going to get the ball first to start the second half. But then what do they do? They throw a pass and run out of bounds to stop the clock with 113. And then another incomplete pass on third and five. They punt it back with 105, having forced Kansas City to take no timeouts. Kansas City gets the ball on their own 20. And of course... Scores on a 50-yard touchdown pass to Kelsey with 13 seconds left in the half. Only a $1.1 million swing. You have oh. to get that game. You have to get that game to the halftime still down seven. Yep. Now Casey gets the ball and scores. It's 28-7, game over. Yeah. Nice career, Ben. 
Yeah, right, right. Well, quickly, the other thing. The, the, the first quarter issues that went back almost a whole year. And their only touchdown was the defensive touchdown. How bad they were. Yeah, they were really awful. All right, number three. Whistle while you work. Okay, there was this, <laughs> this opening wild card game was bad for many reasons in, in, in Cincinnati between the Raiders and the Bengals, and it's going to take up three and two on the charts here. Jerome Bogart's crew goes into Cincinnati and had zero control over that game against the Raiders. And it's not just the whistle play. How about the play early in the third quarter where the Raiders tried to take timeout? They didn't grant it. They get the, the 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 pass to Chase all the way down for first and goal, and then they huddle afterwards and says, "Yeah, the Raiders took time out. Yeah. Nobody blew a whistle, anything." They were confused all day mm-hmm. in that game. But the the key play obviously is the play inside of the two minute warning in the first half, thirteen to three Bengals, fourth or th- excuse me, third and four from the eleven yard line. Uh, Burrow is flushed out to the right. The side judge thinks he steps out of bounds, blows the whistle while the pass is in the air. They allow the touchdown to stand. Boger comes over. He gets with the side official, the side judge. They have about a 45-second conversation, and they determine the whistle came after the catch was made and call it a touchdown. Probably disastrous for our first half under. Absolutely. If they, if they, now, per rule, they have to replay the down. It's an inadvertent whistle during a loose ball, which includes a pass in the air. They replay the. If yep. they stop them there, we can fade the field goal by the Raiders, and Absolutely. we still hit the. But we never even got a chance there. And really a big margin in the game as well. It's funny here. You know, the NFL, the pool reporter gets to interview the referee after the game in all NFL games. The NFL said no. The pool reporter could not talk to Boger after this game. Instead made Walt Anderson, who's the supervisor of officials now, available by phone. Oh, my God. And so God. they had to call Anderson in New York. And Anderson said, I talked to the crew. The crew determined on the field that the whistle came after the touchdown was caught, which obviously wasn't the case. But it's not reviewable. They do review the touchdown. Audio is not a part of the review on these replays when they go to New York. I'll bet the competition committee gets this right in the offseason and makes audio and inadvertent whistles part of reviews and let you challenge on it, not just on scoring plays. Okay, number two, must not see TV. Let's go to NBC's coverage of this game. How brutal was this? Let's just focus on the fact that they really never even covered this whistle while it happened. No. No, nothing mentioned. Breeze said nothing until after Terry McCauley came on and said, oh, yeah, I heard it during the play. Why didn't they at halftime go to McCauley and let him explain the whole rule? They had all that time, right? This happened at 150 of the second quarter. Instead, they bring McCauley on in the third quarter for 17 seconds, only to say it can't be a touchdown. No way they can have a touchdown on that play. The coverage of the game is terrible, too. How about on the pass to Waller on third and, uh, third and 17? With, with a minute to go where he catches for 23 yards down to the Cincinnati 19. I thought they lost Breeze's audio. He didn't say anything about the whole play at all, which might have been the key play of the game if they come back and tie it. Of course, a horrible spike cost them a down there when they didn't need to clock the ball. I don't know if I'm just getting old, but I miss the halcyon days of my youth, right? Where you had CBS and NBC. CBS covering the NFC. We had our own Brent Musburger in studio with Irv and Jimmy the Greek and, and Phyllis and Charles C. Canny, Jane Seymour, and all of that collection. But over on NBC, remember who did the show? Bob Costas anchored the show. 
Pete Axtelm was on the show, right? Mm. Uh, uh, Bobby Moore or Ahmad Rashad, whatever you want to say, was on the show. Bill McAtee. And the top team, when you had a playoff game in Cleveland, you got Cricky and Trumpy. Those guys are good. Yes. Cricky yeah. and Trumpy, very underrated teams. Yes. Both of them still alive, by the way. Dick Inbert. He was great. Charlie Jones. Yeah. They had Merlin Olsen. Yeah. That was, yeah. they had Dan a lot. Fouts. They had a very like deep Fouts. crew at NBC. They can't even get a second game anymore. You haven't even said a word about Troy Aikman and how bad he is. How about how sad was he that he wasn't doing the Cowboys? Yeah, I know he talked Why about didn't it, yeah. he give Fox the seventy million to bid on that time slot, and then they wouldn't have been stuck in Tampa Bay? You believe that? That's what they paid yeah, CBS to get that game. afternoon Good game. Job, yeah, oh awesome. All right, and then let's go to number one. Everything is everything. In her nineteen ninety eight self-titled solo debut album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. <laughs> One of the singles released was a track called Everything is Everything. The Cowboys 49ers game on Sunday afternoon in Dallas had absolutely everything one could predict would happen. The 49ers had a creative and effective running game. Dak came up small on a big stage. Jimmy G turned the ball over at a critical time, mm -hmm. and Mike McCarthy's game management would mar the game. We knew this all along. We've known it for years, and it reared its ugly head. Let's start with the fake punt. Fake punt yep. on fourth and five early in the fourth quarter. All right, trailing 23 to seven. They do the fake punt. They get the first down, and they leave the punt team on there. What was he accomplishing by leaving the punt team on there? Danny White's gone! Danny White, you can't keep running pass plays out of the punt formation. What did he think San Francisco was going to do? Line up a safety return? And then when they rush the team on the field, obviously the defense gets a chance to substitute. There's a delay of game. How ridiculous was that? Now they face first and 15. They end up fourth and six, and he kicks the 50-some-yard field goal with Zerline to cut a two-score game to a two-score game. Now let's get down to the final play of the game. They had gained 40 yards in three plays in 12 seconds, just using the sideline. 14 seconds left. Yep. You're on the 40-yard line. You have no timeouts. I mean, the call of the game from Romo and Nance wasn't spectacular. But both of them said they must go to the sidelines here. It's either end zone or sidelines. The game is going to end. No. They run a quarterback draw. And he doesn't go down after 8 yards or 10 yards. He gets the full 14 yards stack. And now here comes the umpire, who's no longer stationed in the defensive side of the ball. He's He is positioned behind him. He has no way to run down. He has to get through the line. The game expires. McCarthy says they practice this play every week. If they practice it every week, why aren't they handing the ball to the official and giving him a space in the A-gap to get to his spot? They would have spiked the ball. How idiotic was this? But worse than all of that is Dak's reaction after the game. No, I didn't see that. Um, that's sad. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a team. You're talking about men that come out each and every day of their lives and uh, give everything to the sport, um, give everything to this game of football. Um, nobody wants to succeed more than we want to succeed. I understand fans and, and, and the word fan for fanatic, I get that, but um, to know everything that we put into this day in and day out, try our hardest, um, nobody comes into the game wanting or expecting expecting to lose and um, for, for people to react that way when you're supposed to be a supporter um, and, and be with us through thick and thin, uh, Th that's tough. I think they were aiming at the referees. Yeah. yeah. They were at the referees. Credit to them, then. That's what takes. Oh. You know, I go after officials. I don't throw garbage at officials, okay? 
and we see high school games where parents are attacking officials, they're attacking the other players. This is totally irresponsible for him to make a statement like that. Look at your own play. Look at your own huddle and how your team performed. That referee could not be expected to get that off. And did they learn nothing from Claypool in the Thursday night game with the Steelers and Vikings about how much time runs off when you don't hand the ball to the official? That's no hyperbole. Well done. Awesome. Great writing. B-plus. In pocket next. Picks, picks, picks. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. All right, here we go. In pocket. And the Lakers and Westbrook went in my pocket last night. Delaying 4.5, up 15. Indiana had only three road wins the whole season. They come in, losers a 10 of 11. They go, okay, Lakers beat the Jazz at home. Here we go. Yep, right under 500. Vogel on the hot seat. Westbrook bench. They lose. LeBron goes for 30. No good. And now they start the six-game roadie and the under 500 and uh, the eighth seed now in the West. I'm adding the Chiefs. I think we're getting carried away here. Uh, Mahomes only one and a half at home. Um, Matty's got plus three and a half in his pocket for Barry, so uh, good luck there, Matty. Good for you. But you, you also, you have to, I'm going against the point spread weekly cover jinx. Two and 14 run. Josh <laughs> Allen is on the cover of point spread weekly. So a two and 14 run. <laughs> Take the Chiefs, and I recommend this. Can't bet it because it's at DraftKings, but any game, I like this prop creative, any game to go into overtime, no minus 190. I know what you're saying, Matt, with the point spreads, yeah. but still, I think that's a good prop, but uh, good with the no minus 190 there. Take it away, Matt. Mike, have you noticed this week? Paul's had a lot of winners, handful of losers, but his record has not changed for about a week and a half. Yeah. They up, they updated quarterly. Unbelievable. <laughs> Who's documenting the records on this Unbelievable. show? I don't know. Huh? I don't know. I can't get an Instagram Somebody video said that looks there like either. your social security that, yeah. number. Oh, it's bad. That's the whole time. Yeah. It was a good line. It was a good line. Very uh, consistent, though, as well. Uh, and for the miserable puke out there, you know, I went five and one uh, on Sunday, and the guy, the guy's pointing out, thanks for the first half under in the Cincinnati game. Just walk in front of a bus and end it, okay? Just do the world a favor. Someone goes five and one, and you're right. Yeah, stick it there. Yeah, nice job on the loser there. Yes. What a loser! Unbelievable. <laughs> Go ahead, Maddie, take it away. Stay hot with golf, kid. All right. Aside from uh, in pocket with Paul. By the way, uh, Mike Palm, Saturday night. Pauly, Derek Stevens drinking some Sambuca. Pauly gives me three and a half with the Bills for a, a Barry's bet. Woo. They had a bad line. I like I like had a bad line. I, Sambuca. I, I, come on. I, was coming, I came out of retirement. Sambuca. What am I had a nice weekend. It was fun. South Point's got a good line on the Bucks. A couple other books, too. And I uh, laid two and a half with the Bucks against the Rams. Uh, golf today. The American Express tried to make it three in a row. Scheffler, 20 to one, looking for his first PGA Tour win. All these guys profile well on this course. Corey Connors, 27, Seamus Power, 32, and Abraham Answer, 35. Two plays in college hoops tonight. I'm going with uh, home dogs tonight. Indiana, a three-and-a-half-point dog to Purdue, which has won nine straight in this Big Ten rivalry. Indiana is dying to stop this streak. Hoosiers, 11-0 at home, and they beat Ohio State by 16 a week and a half ago on this floor, Purdue playing back-to-back road games off a double OT win in Champaign a couple days ago. Now, Purdue's a more talented team. they got two of the best bigs in college hoops. And Indiana's got Trace Jackson Davis, who's got to stay out of foul trouble. He's got a hip injury, too. Uh, they suffered at Nebraska. He's going to be good to go tonight, it appears. I just think the Boilers are walking into a hornet's nest in Bloomington. 
and I'll take the three and a half in a game that's probably going to go to the wire. Air Force plus six against UNLV in the Mountain West. And the Falcons have played well recently against uh, Utah State, Colorado State, and Boise. Those have been really strong performances. The Rebels also playing back-to-back road games, a blowout at San Jose a couple nights ago. Uh, I think they got their hands full with an Air Force team that's improved a lot here in the past couple weeks. So give me six with the Falcons. Right, very good. In pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at BetRivers.com. Over 250 different ways to bet the playoff games up now at Bet Rivers. And now, top horse racing plays from Express Bet editor in chief Jeremy Plonk. We're going to Gulfstream in the third race. He likes the two. Shea on a mission at seven to two. And in race seven, he likes the three. Dial to win on top at 5-1. to one. Sign up with First Bet using code VEGAS1000 for an instant $10 free plus up to a $1,000 bonus. VEASAN.com slash horses for details. VEASAN.com slash horses. Go get them, Jeremy. All right. What do you like, sir? Anything? Hockey? Uh, Knights 360 tonight? Any NFL? Oh, God, you I can't. This, you know, God. the Knights up oh. 3 to nothing lost that game oh. 5. But how about this? That was the fourth time this year. That they've given up five consecutive goals in a wow. single game. What? It's not a good sign. Wow. I like two teams uh, okay. overall. I think this Florida team is very powerful offensively. Mm-hmm. They've gotten better since Quinville um, left, but they can rival Colorado with their speed. And it's like another Florida team, the no-name defense, right? They don't have a lot of big stars, but boy, they jump on you early. They can they can score. And then I I still think Gallant's team with Shesterkin and Net. I think they're going to cause problems in the playoffs. I, I think I they're worth it. a look as well. What's the best number you can find on the Rangers? Do you have a future on the Rangers? I don't have a future on the Rangers. I probably think you can get in the low low to mid twenties right now uh, on the Rangers. I, I, want, I would I, I would take eighteen to one or up. Yep. Okay. I want to talk to him next week on the show. He's very good at hockey, but he is he poo pooed the Rangers. Who did? Jeff Davis. Oh, okay. He said a little bit phony. Is he coming on next week? Uh, well, hopefully, yeah. Well, I want to reach hard out to, to hard him. Yeah, hard to get these guys. He's a fan. Well, I got. I want to. He's talk. on the up and up. These other guys say they're so busy. I don't get it. But, you talked uh, about the weekend we had and all our buddies were here and the winners oh, and all. Our, our buddy Joe Mizell. Joe the bookie. Oh. Well, well, I don't say that. I say he's a weekend investment advisor. <laughs> weekend investment advisor. His daughter. Why haven't more people come up yeah. with this strategy? This is a. Yeah. This is a clip. That we have of his daughter. Now, this is seventh grade girls basketball in Louisiana. She's Great the, video. She's the point guard, but she also takes the opening tip. We've got the video here. And it's their we'll ball. Go, that's right. And it's their we'll ball. Addison Mizell <laughs> off the opponent's face, and you get the ball. You've already intimidated them. They were yeah. up one. With, in the waning seconds, she stole the ball and made a layup. They won by three. But uh, More teams should employ this strategy. Tip it why off not? the other player's face. Absolutely. Not yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well done. Addison Mizell, everyone. That's Joey, yeah. the weekend investment advisor. Correct. Okay. <laughs> what a treat it is to hang up the toilet. I, I might as well just take the money and flush it down the toilet. I can't win a hand at blackjack. This guy's unbelievable. Well, he won five grand. He doesn't remember playing no. one hand. Doesn't remember. Exactly. He has no, no idea that guy's where a he riot. did it. Where he yeah. did it and then listened uh, on stage. I got some music from Derek, too. Derek was entertaining you with the, the, free, inter- the free nightly shows down here. We sure. said we were going to ask Mike Palm about this yesterday. So we got a producer, Dan Miller, calls himself a big gambler, just like Polly. And he's... He's a roulette player, Mike. Yes. Roulette player. I haven't met too many yeah. self-proclaimed big gamblers who play roulette and have strategies, but he does. Do you believe that the roulette dealer can place the ball on a number if they want? Well, if they get lazy, they can place it on a section, you know, the timing yeah. of it. But let me tell you something. 
if a guy can beat you at roulette, you ought to make him your partner. Let's just put it that <laughs> yeah, way. Yes. <laughs> That's good. I, I can't believe the pit boss was coming over like after three spins, and they're going to the bullpen on the kid, he said. Kept changing dealers. It's like it's not, Dan's not betting sick money here. I mean, the right. other guy, the he's pit boss is giving a big him, gambler like you. Put that, well, he wasn't winning on. thousands. I'm saying he's a nice <laughs> run. He knows what he's doing, but the whole thing was ridiculous. Like, I'm like, I'm on. What are you going to kick the guy out? Pit boss is standing over him. Ridiculous. Good call by you. You know, everything. Other thing, uh, Dak. Dak finally apologized for that. Right. Yesterday. Like, great. Yeah, great. throw stuff at the Thanks fans. Stand up guy. McCarthy yesterday. I know how to win and still defends the play call. I mean, give me a break. Ridiculous. Uh, you want to put this up, too? I, I love this. We got this message on Twitter that Taco Bell brings people together. And you go to that drive through at 1 o'clock, you'll see the $150,000 Mercedes. You'll see the moped, a couple people on it back like Dumb and Dumber. Jump on, right? And, and you'll see the, the broken-down car that's had an oil change in three years. And you also see a, a casino owner who likes to go, and maybe the limo will pull up as well. But I also posed the question to Nicole, his wife, how the hell can you spend $50 at a Taco Bell? It's impossible. They pulled it off. There you go. There's the receipt and everything. Bad beat. I had to pay off Bill Addy there. Uh, took that as well. So that, there it is. There's the receipt uh, with that. How about let's take care of some business here. It's never too early to talk March Madness. In Southern California, we love you. We need you. Oh. Come to town. Come visit. March Madness. The, it's 65 degrees now. Heated pools, a bunch of them. And the all-in hotel package now through February 28th. This offer is incredible. Exploded. This yeah. is exploded. So the, the offer is this. You stay on a Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or, or Wednesday, Thursday. Two nights in the hotel here at Circa. You get a $100 food and beverage credit you can spend anywhere on property. You get a reservation on a day bed at Stadium Swim, and you get a fifty uh, and a $50 voucher to Legacy Club, the rooftop lounge. $300. Not plus, plus, plus tax, plus this, plus... $300. $300, that's it, all in. No resort fee. No, re- It's all built into it. Okay. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's it's 300 and you're getting 150 back yeah. in food and beverage credit. Oh, wow. Call up and ask for the all-in package. All-in package, that's yeah. right. There, we can't believe it. We released it last Wednesday. I think like 400 have already been booked. Get people to stay here midweek. I mean, I'm and, the, at and the weather's beautiful, Paul. I mean, you here were we out go. there the, this weekend. I mean, it's 65 degrees. The, the water's 95 degrees. I mean, what is what a better place than that. We'll, to watch we'll play this tomorrow on the show. Did you see what happened uh, outside here with the Michael and Jackson oh, yeah. impersonator? Oh, yeah. Did you see down. that? The beatdown. <laughs> yes, it was. He's, he got accosted. The poor guy's trying to make a living and earn a buck, and the Michael Jackson impersonator got accosted. He puts the guy in like a figure about, four. And a how about the guy that threw the drink show? at the Four Queens bartenders? Did you see that video? Oh, no. They pulled him over the bar oh, and beat that, him. That's where it was? Four Queens. Yeah. Yeah. They're allowed to do that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. They had him pinned down. The two security guards came in. And pull up. How about that reporter asking Dreisaitl that question? That's that's really out of line. Oh, Although pissy, my, get pissy. Yeah, my father told me early on, he said, you know, a grumpy German is a sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't wrong, Paulie. He wasn't uh, wrong. <laughs> my father used to always say, <laughs> yeah. remember the little, little people. people. Here you have him, Jeff Benson. Here we go, Jeff Benson. There you go. Well, that was the intro Friday night. And on the seventh day, he rested. Uh, Ira Kaufman covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers straight ahead. Follow the 
Money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Follow the money. Join the playoff action with Supercuts Fantasy Super Series. Play free fantasy football and basketball in this eight-part contest series. Compete for a cut of 45000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Supercuts now to get in on the action. It's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. DraftKings.com for details. Fantastic guests and great information. The last time we had them on about the Bucks. Joe Bucks fan.com, NFL columnist, Tampa Insider, Fox 13 at iKaufman76 on Twitter. Ira Kaufman joins us again to talk about the Buccaneers Rams matchup. Appreciate the time, sir. Let's get right into it. What is going to happen with Werfs? Will he play? Will he be close to 80, 90%? What say you, sir? Well, we finally know what he's got. He's got a high ankle sprain. And you guys have been around long enough to know those things don't go away quickly. Sometimes that's a three, four week injury. Mm. Uh, they, 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 they've been working on the guy ever, ever since the game ended uh, last Sunday. Uh, but there's only so much the training staff can do. Maybe they drag him out there against the Rams. I, I, I don't see any way he could be a hundred percent. He's uh he's the right tackle. He's an all pro first team, all pro uh, second year player. They got a, they got a good offensive line. He's the best of them. Um, and if I'm the Rams, uh, I'm moving Von Miller around. Of course, they got Floyd. They got Donald. Um, uh, you know, Ryan Jensen, the center, he's banged up. So the offensive line is the one part of the Buck team that hadn't been affected by injuries. That all ended on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, against, uh, you know, the, the, the woe-be-gone Eagles, who, who didn't show up in Tampa. <laughs> and now they're worried about the offensive line, um, and the Rams have a strong pass rush. So... Worst is critical, absolutely critical. And, of course, Von Miller is versatile enough. He can come off the right side, come off the left side. It's a big problem. I think they're going to have to, uh, I think they're going to, have to give that right tackle. Whoever he is, he's got to get some help. Ira, I was going to ask you that next. All right, so if Tristan Worst can't go at right tackle, how much is the downgrade to the backup? Who's the backup? And uh, we've, we talk a lot about Tom Brady getting the ball out of his hand so fast and not letting the pass rush get to him. I think he's going to use utilize his tight ends a lot in that game. How much of uh, how much emphasis do you think the Bucks' offense is going to put on that if Werfs can't play? Well, they tried Josh Wells as the backup when Werfs went out very early uh, last week, and uh, he struggled. He yeah. struggled, uh, and you know, and, and Brady was sacked four times by Philly. Um, you know, Philly's got a decent pass rush. I think the Rams are better yeah. uh, because of Donald's presence taking up uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, blockers, but um, now they, 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 they there's a possibility that uh, they they could move the right guard Kappa to right tackle and fill in with a guy named Stinney at right guard. Um, whatever they do, he, he's not going to be Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Wirfs stands apart. I think he's the best right tackle in, in football, uh, and the kid's like 22 years old. <clears throat> that was one heck of a draft pick yes. by the Bucks. I think they got him at number 10. So, uh, yeah, Brady gets the ball out fast. That's why he's tough to sack. I mean, he threw the most passes in the league, and he was sacked the fewest. I mean, that, that is a heck of a combination. Uh, part of it is Brady getting the ball out. Part of it is a, a very good offensive line. Look, the way you beat Brady in the playoffs, and the Giants proved it. I think the Ravens did it one year uh, in, in the playoffs. you, you, you got to pressure him. you got to get him off his spot. you got to make him uncomfortable. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Um, you blitz them, you're taking your life in your hands. So you got to do it with a four-man rush. I think the Rams could do it. Um, but 
But um, Brady is the key. I think you're going to see a lot of short passes, uh, especially because they don't have Antonio Brown. There's not a lot of downfield threats. I mean, Evans, you know, he averages 13 yards a catch, not 18. Um, no Godwin. So uh, I think you can, and, and Gio Bernard, Gio Bernard could be a big factor in this game, especially on third down. Well, what's the Fournette situation? The Fournette situation is uh, he couldn't cut uh, last week before the game when they tried him out. He couldn't make any cuts, so he couldn't play. Uh, Bernard stepped up. Uh, they got a guy named Keyshawn Vaughn, third-round pick from a couple of years ago, played pretty well. Uh, you know, Ronald Jones is out, uh, and I say Fournette is doubtful. Mm. Uh, we'll know more today because yesterday was a walkthrough. So uh, Arians, you know, wasn't giving out any much information about that. Uh, I, I would say Fournette is doubtful. Uh, can they get by without him? Yeah, they could if they have to. But look, this is a very tough matchup. They they much rather have played Arizona. Much rather have played Arizona than the Rams who have beaten them the last two times, um, including week three when they beat them fair and square. Yep. I mean, the Bucks didn't play terrible. They, they were just outplayed by L.A. Stafford had a huge game as well, and it was a garbage touchdown by the Buccaneers to make it look yeah. respectable. Uh, so all, add all that up, the concerns, what do you take from the first meeting? Does Stafford have success thrown on him? And then you mentioned no Godwin, no Brown, no Worfs banged up, maybe no Fournette. You think the Rams win the game? Well, the Rams are, are basically healthy, although I think there's a question about Whitworth. And so that could be a problem because, um, you know, the Bucks got Shaq Barrett coming off the edge. Uh, but the Bucks, the Bucks are banged up, guys. I mean, they're really yeah. banged up. Look at Jason Pierre-Paul. He's playing with a torn rotator cuff. Yeah, he's going to suit it up. He's going to play on Sunday. But he's like no factor on the pass rush anymore. So that leaves Shaq Barrett. Um, that's one guy. You can handle one guy. See, the Rams are coming at you with Miller, Donald, and Floyd. You know, Floyd had 10 sacks. That's a problem. Uh, so, you know, Look, there's some teams that match up well with others. The Saints have the Bucks numbers. We all know that. They could have beat the Bucks in the playoff game last year very easily. If, uh, yep. if Jared Cook doesn't get that ball stripped, I think the Saints win that game. And, um, and here come the Rams. They beat them last year in Tampa. They beat them this year in L.A. Uh, the Rams are healthy. They got Cam Akers back. Cup's the best receiver in football. Uh, OBJ's making an impact. I think the Rams win. I don't think it's a blowout, but uh, I, I got to favor the Rams. Interesting. How, yes. How about a weather update? Because it was such a big topic last week. Uh, no factor. No yeah. factor. Uh, you know, 65 degrees, uh, Brady weather, Rams weather. Guys, I, I think the Sunday games, that's where all the intrigue is for yeah. me. Um, Rams, Bucks, followed by Bills, Chiefs. I mean, those are two great games. I don't. I don't see any way Green Bay is going to lose uh, on Saturday. I just don't. I, I think the 49er run ends, and um, you know I think Tennessee's got uh, too much playoff experience for Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's got uh, firepower, but I, I just think the Sunday games are uh, much more enticing than the Saturday games this this week. Oh, the Sunday night game, Bills at Chiefs yeah. is going to be a great one. Uh, which way do you lean on that one? Well, here's what I'm saying. I, I think Josh Allen is playing every bit as well uh, as Mahomes, if not better. And that says a lot because Mahomes just yeah. threw five touchdown passes. But uh, I trust Buffalo's defense a, a little bit more than Kansas City, a little bit more. Um, even though Buffalo's the road team, I understand that. Uh, 
but I think I, I think I'm leaning towards the Bills, and that uh, that hurts me because I'm a longtime Chief fan from the mid '60s when uh, Len Dawson was uh, was the quarterback. <laughs> yep. uh, my brother loved the Raiders in the AFL, and I and I loved the Chiefs. And um, you know, it's been it's been a good time for me in Kansas City, but uh, I think it ends uh, I think it ends Sunday. I'm I'm leaning towards Buffalo. Great talking to you, Ira. We'll catch up with you soon, and uh, good luck to you Sunday. My pleasure, guys. Thanks. Ira Kaufman, JoeBucksFan.com, NFL columnist, Tampa Insider, Fox 13, iKaufman76 mm. on Twitter. He says the Rams well. Yes. Right. I am also on his side with Saturday. I am getting there with Green Bay comfortably Saturday night. Everyone's coming back now for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G's hurt, banged up, and just the spot. Had to have it overtime on the road Rams. Then you go to Dallas. Came down to the final play. Now you have to go to Lambeau. They're right. off the bye, and they got to sit people in the second half against the Lions. I'm I like, the, pa- I like the Packers in that game as well. Yeah. We talked about this was the 49ers were fully healthy. I could make a much better argument uh, for the Niners, yeah. but obviously not the case. He said the uh, Bucks would rather face the Cardinals. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Cardinals came up just a little bit short yeah. in that, on Monday night. In that first meeting, week three, Rams won 34-24. Stafford had 340 and four scores. Cup, ta- Cup caught two touchdowns, and they were 10 of 15 on third down. Tampa scored with two min- uh, less than two minutes left uh, in garbage time. Brady had 430 and a touchdown. You know what was interesting about that game? I bet the uh, Rams in that game. Okay. There was a lot of sharp money on the Buccaneers that week, if you remember that. I don't. There was. Really? A lot okay. of sharps are betting the Bucs in that game in L.A. Good. And I did play the Rams in that one. I, I like the Bucs, even though they're all banged up in this one. There you uh, go. I'm going to stick with the Bucs. And hopefully Tristan Wirfs is out there because he is a horse. That was a great – you remember him in Iowa? Iowa has a way okay. of producing uh, stud offensive linemen, tight, tight ends. ends. Yep. That's right. There you go. Get back soon, Mitch. Get healthy, Mitch. Get back. There you go. There's a shout-out. <laughs> That's the from bar. the long bar the at long the bar. D, I think. Right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, we think Mitch is going to be back Monday. Yeah. We hope so. Tomorrow, we've got exclusive footage of Michael Jackson fighting on Fremont Street. Oh, the takedown. Takedown hurt. Oh, my God. Look at that. Came out of nowhere. This guy had no idea what he was getting up to. You don't talk trash to him. You don't you don't write funny business on the impersonator. Incredible. Wall-to-wall football tomorrow. Little JVT as well. Bet River Sport. Bet River Sport. Bet River Sport.